What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com, promo code HAM, Middlecoff. Promo code HAM, $20 off first purchase, over $50 free delivery. And it's brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Promo code HAM1, that's HAM, H-A-M, and the number one. You get your initial deposit, you get an extra 50% bonus. Now to the pod. The draft is, as we record on a Friday, less than two weeks away now. Uh, Mayock spoke, said a couple things. Uh, I don't know what you made of the coaches want to draft for need line, you know, um, at the point being like, it's not necessarily BPA and sometimes you got to be a little bigger picture. And we're obviously a coach driven building, I think was the other part of that line. And then about Derek, he said that Derek is their franchise quarterback, but we'll still take another one quote. If we find somebody we like better end quote. Which one I think those? the I, I think the elephant in the room right now with the Raiders that has to make you nervous if you're Derek, Darren or David, his little contingent of car brothers, and anyone associated with the cars, that even though I've heard that Derek believes he's safe, because Gruden told him that, there's part of you that doesn't believe him and that thinks there is a chance. And just because he drafts Drew Locke in the first, like there to me, there's no guarantee that he would even trade Derek. He'd be like, "Fuck it, Derek, just gotta compete with him." Even though the irony is, you know, the Raiders right now just take away Derek, have like seven quarterbacks on their roster. They have Mike Glennon. People forget about that. They have Nate Peterman. Uh, I think I'm missing someone. They have like Tyrod Taylor, or I, I forget the other guy. But they legitimately have three guys that you you know specifically who they are on top of Derek. But it does feel like they're going to draft one of these guys. And I think Mayock, his quote on the BPA thing was more like, I'm telling these guys, they want Landry to take Jones. Landry Jones. They desperately want, you know, I got to have, you know, this was the Chip Kelly thing. I have to have Jordan Matthews. Like, Chip, we can get the guy in like the third round. Chip's like, if we, take him in the first round. They're like, no, we don't need to. And then he demanded we get him in the second because he was terrified. Like, 
Chip, no one wants a slow receiver. No one's taking him. I had a buddy actually that told me the other day, and here's the difference, and I once paralleled Chip and Gruden. Gruden used to take people like Le'Veon Bell off the board because he like looked at him funny, you know, like Landry Jones off the board because he thought he was not smart enough to learn the offense. You know, just the stupidest shit. He's like, if you looked at our who we can't draft board, it was basically the 2017 Pro Bowl. Where the one thing Mayock says, Gruden is Gruden doesn't care about You're saying Chip would do all that stuff. Yeah, I think Gruden's the opposite. Like, wouldn't you guess, for non, like, the doctor said we can't draft this guy, there aren't many character guys off the Raiders draft board. Like, if you they traded a third for... Bryant and they just signed Fontes that, Perfect. My, like, so. wouldn't you say of all the teams in the NFL, they have the least amount from their head decision maker that he would not draft? Would you agree with that? Like, Gruden would be more open-minded to draft the worst character guys in this draft that can play. Yeah. So, and I think Mayock's battling that slash with, hey guys, this is the stock market. This isn't just, we gotta have this. You know, we can take this guy, but it's also unique because we got all these picks. It really is like, it's going to be hard for them to navigate because Gruden doesn't really listen to anyone. Mike clearly is, to me, more equipped to pick the players. It's Gruden's, I mean, his fatal flaw. He's a historically terrible talent evaluator. Terrible guy. Historically, like he is that bad for a guy that has a good resume as a coach. So I think Mayock's dealing with this guy that, one, is ego headstrong. Two, is just not very good at evaluating players. He's good at coaching them once he gets them. But he's not very good at evaluating. And I, I've often, like, you say that on Twitter, like, he knows way more football than you ever know. Yeah, I'm not saying that I, I know nothing about plays. But I I would bet my life that I if we both went through a draft, I could pick the players that are going to be better in the league than he could. They just don't. He doesn't look at it the right way for whatever reason. Maybe that's... He's way too into the coaching aspect of it and can't see the forest for the tree. Like he can't see the big picture. And I think that's what Mayock was brought here to do. Like I said in my three and out podcast guy, that like people are like, of course he's the one making decisions. He's making $10 million a year. And I, yeah, think how many companies like Wells Fargo or whatever, any of these big companies, the CEOs of these major Fortune 500 companies, whenever you see a headline on Twitter, like how much they make, it's just, whoa. Well, guess what? Their CFO or COO, that guy doesn't make like a hundred grand. Those guys, if the if the CEO of Wells Fargo makes fucking fifty million dollars, his right hand guy still makes like seventeen, and he depends on him for certain things. Whatever that guy's role is, usually something the CEO doesn't do well. Let him balance you out. Well, to me, is Gruden like Mayock is better at personnel than Gruden. It's not even arguable. I think everyone in this country, and even Raider fans, said, if you could have one of the two guys in your building just pick all the players in this draft, who would you choose? Everyone would be like, Mayock. Yeah. Gruden should just allow, hey, Mike, what do you think we should do here? Not what's in our contract. You know, I have this. Listen, you're better at this. You pick the players. If he did that, I'd be like, God, the Raiders could kind of bounce back this year because I think Mayock would nail some picks. I don't know if Gruden's going to listen to him. And from what I've heard from little league buzz, is Gruden hasn't been listening to him. And I think it's already driving Mike nuts. And I think Mike knew what he was getting into, but he goes, I mean, can't we throw our fucking egos out the door a little bit? Like, we're all making a lot of money here. We're all kind of rich. Can't you listen to me on something that I do well? I, I don't get it. Like, to me, Gruden, his fatal flaw is a devastating fatal flaw if you won't listen to anyone, guy. Yeah, arguing 
there's not an indication of it's not working if you both get to win arguments, right? Mayock does not seem like a guy that's afraid of arguing with John Gruden. But at some point you go, just because we can argue, if I never win any of these arguments, i.e., if you never ever say, you know what, that's a good point. I think you're right on this one. You've changed my mind. Then what is the point of all this? What am I here to do? I'm just here to argue with you because you wanted another alpha, but you didn't give a shit what that alpha had to say. Like you were just tired of Reggie getting shoved around, but you also kind of liked that Reggie would never give in either. Like, just, oh yeah, you're right again. Did you know Raleigh still worked for the Raiders? I had no clue. That's Paul Gutierrez nuts. tweeted a photo of that. Someone was like, listen, do you I'm think that Reggie Someone could come in as, could Reggie come in as Raleigh one day? I would imagine those guys know him pretty well. I, I, you and I couldn't notice the difference, but I think people around him maybe could. That's pretty creepy. Someone, this guy tweeted at me like, "Listen, I'm a big Raider fan. That's fucking really creepy." I mean, not not even the fact that yeah, he's probably telling his brother what's going on, but just when people see this guy, he looks it's his twin, his twin, not just like a twins where they don't look alike, his identical freaking twin, who and they're not just like. Just normal looking dudes. They are you they look unique, right? The McKenzies have a unique body type. One, they're huge. Two, they're just I mean, they got these freckle it's just they're unique looking. It has to be creepy sometimes. There is no doubt in my mind that Gruden has had his feet up in his office when Mayock and their bullshit and he's like, God, it's kinda weird just looking at Raleigh in that room, right? He has to say that. Because it, it would be you're not a human if that doesn't cross it's your mind. Bizarre. Right? Especially if you're like Mayock and you don't know Reggie or Raleigh that well and you just kind of look at them. I give Mayock some credit and Gruden some credit. Like it, They easily could have just immediately fired the brother. Like that's just, let's just see if he's worth keep. You know, just like yeah, I... Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. Uh, but I think to go back to something you said, I am now, what would, it would be more, tell me if you agree with this because I do feel this way now. If they uh, take Drew Locke at four, you 100% know Mike Mayock has no say in the room, right? Yeah, well, I, what I was going to say, yes, yes. But that's weird because that's not even a need right now. But if you think he's better, you think he's better. Um, Does Mike Mayock think Drew Locke's better than Derek Carr? But, no. No chance. It, I would be surprised at this point if they don't take a quarterback in the first three rounds. Like I kind of feel like they're taking a quarterback. I would be surprised still. Maybe I'm, Maybe I'm just – Maybe maybe they're all trying to tell us we're going to take a quarterback in the first round. That would still be kind of jarring, don't you think, if we're sitting here and like, oh, they just took a quarterback with their second first round pick? It's going to be jarring, but we've already been talking yeah. about it. It's well, going to be no, nuts when it happens, but it's not like exactly. out of left field. Shouldn't be surprised. Like when but Khalil I... Mack got traded, it had kind of been getting weird for a while, right? Like it's kind of getting weird right now. That's why you're right. But we're at the point, not quite like Bill Simmons' Tyson zone, but there is kind of a Gruden zone right now where it's like, oh, my God, they just traded the fourth overall pick for Jadeveon Clowney. Yeah, when you know, a- just- anything is blue. Like we, that's, that's a great call, John. We haven't talked about this in a while, but we have – like I remember we talked about a while ago. Like I was adamant that one of these first-round picks is getting traded for a veteran player. It's, it guess we shouldn't – it's not off the board yet. Cause it- like, like Jed and the Niners had that for like a 12-month stretch. God, this Harbaugh thing's weird. Then they do Tom Sula. Like – if you tell me, but they didn't do any with, crazy stuff with player personnel, with players, right? No, but just the Niners, like yeah. weird things happen. Yeah, 
the Raiders now, they've become a little more normal, just franchise-wise, kind of, I mean, for them. But player-wise, anything can happen at any moment. Like, if you told me, like, God, they packaged so-and-so and so-and-so, Antonio Brown and Derek for Russell Wilson and two one, you know, it's just like, they are the one team that's believable to do the weirdest shit. Because they have this guy that no one can figure out. Because no, because he's nuts, guy. He's legitimately nuts. Mm-hmm. And I think Mike, who is nutty and like football's his life, I think is finding out like this is pretty nuts. What would like, you say I, the chances are that he's the GM of the Raiders in the 2020 draft a year from now? I would say still pretty high because they're, this was his one shot. He took it. Like over 80%? Yeah, to me, he's got, I, I would say 2021 would probably be the more likely number. He's lasting he's, longer than Magic. Yeah, he's going to stick out too. But I, I wouldn't say, you know, there's, yeah, probably 80-20. But then I'd say if things stay weird and they didn't have a winning season this year, we'd start be getting to the 50-50. Especially if, like you said, I'm just arguing to argue but basically, we always end up with the same result. My opinion doesn't matter. If that's yeah, if you're li- and the other thing is like, are you even listening to me when it comes to like, hey, we need a defensive back off the waiver wire? Yeah. To to me, they got to have a season because I think you learn a lot more in a season on shit like that. Like, will you just be like, hey, John, I'm going to sign this practice squad guy? And that was I remember Randy Mueller told me about Saban is like. God, Saban always wanted to, like, we got to sign a practice squad offensive lineman. He's like, well, let me cut up the top 10 ones, and I got to watch him. Like, Nick, you don't have time. I'm telling you, we'll just sign this guy. And Nick was such a micromanager. Now, I don't know if, I I don't know what Gruden's like under that, because last year they just did whatever the fuck they wanted. Mike's going to want a little more control of that. Especially, to me, it'll be a little interesting what they do after the draft. Like, does Mike steal a guy from Seattle or something? kind of like John Lynch does, does Gruden allow him and do people around the league think Mike has enough juice where they want to aspire to go work for him? That would be pretty telling. Like if they just keep the same crew, maybe Mike's like, eh, it's not even, I can't really get anyone. It's not even worth it. That would be pretty interesting. Cause I I'd say if he goes out and gets like Cowboys have this guy like McElvoy or something like just some name, from another team that was like, ah, oh, this guy was their right-hand guy. I'd be like, okay, maybe he'll be here a little longer. And maybe he will anyway because he has in his budget to go outbid someone. I think this. I think the couple, the week after the draft, some stories will be pretty telling. I also think the Raiders clearly kind of talk a lot. Mike doesn't necessarily, but their coaches do. Like, do, does like an Albert Burr story come out about like, you know, this guy wanted this. Mike was pounding the table for Noah Fant. And Gruden was adamant that he was going to trade him for fucking – Martavius Bryant 2.0, just some some weird. Well, and also, Mayock doesn't just give you a bunch of no comment answers. Like he does say, so, like we're just the stuff we're talking about today. I think he's he speaks like he should speak more from John. But I but I do think there's a professionalism to him. Like he's not going to say that. I, I think he's already been lying. You know that you know. Yeah, we'll get, yeah, yeah. I'm not pretending like any of this stuff is like great honesty. I'm just saying he does give us some fodder. But my point is, like, he won't ever say, like, John was adamant we had to have this guy. He basically said, fuck you, Mike, we're not taking your guy. No, but I'm just saying, like, him talking about if we found someone we like better at quarterback, we would draft him. Like, that's that's something. That's not – that's interesting, you know? Coaches yeah, sure. want 
to draft for need, and we're a coach-driven building. Like, that's insight. So I take it. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.